You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadulu. It is March 29th, 2022, and today we are talking a response by the USFL and Fox Sports in regards to the lawsuit that is brought up against them by the real USFL LLC. And we are going to kind of just go over the statement that they made, some of the remarks that they made within the statement, and I'll give a couple of my thoughts on it as well. It's been a little bit since we've talked to USFL. Um, They were announcing things while I was gone, so I didn't really get to report on it. And by the time I got back, you know, it's a week late. No, no real reason to go over it at that point. A lot of other people I'm sure have talked about it, but this came out last night. So I wanted to make sure I covered it today with you guys. So they made a statement. There was a hearing, uh, I believe a week or two ago, uh, give or take somewhere within that time frame, And nothing really came out as far as like what was like brought up in the hearing. But this is, I guess, a legal statement that maybe came from that or is just something that Fox Sports and the USFL put together. Starts off by calling the real USFL's motion for a preliminary injunction meritless and a cynical effort to essentially just extort money from the league while trying to hold hostage the launch of their inaugural season. Uh, They brought to mention that the real USFL knew about the league about nine months or so in advance, yet waited until the new USFL's launch to seek out money from them. And obviously the timing, and they brought this up as well, it's clear that they, it's clear, they were trying to essentially corner the league into a spot where they were hoping, okay, if we put them in this position here, the the league season is about to start. They're not going to want to deal with this and have this going on throughout the duration of the season. Maybe they'll just hand us over money. And that's definitely what it looks like. Like, I 100% agree with that statement. After going through all of the facts and just seeing, you know, the the trademarking rights and everything, if you haven't gone on the U.S.'s patent office website, you can literally find all of this here. But they even put in their statement, you know, the Spring League, which is, if you don't know what the Spring League is, is it was essentially a, a spring football league that aired last season and they kind of morphed it into this USFL thing using the namesake and everything. The Spring League owns the trademarks uh, for registrations for the USFL, United States Football League, the team names, the logos. You can literally find all of this on the U.S. Patent Office's website. And there's even one on there that's completely incontestable that it is like they are the sole proprietary owners of that name, which is just USFL, the logo itself. So couple that with, you know, if you go into the website and look back even further when you read down the list here because there's a list that dates back to like the 80s when they were putting it and when they put in and ran the league back in the 80s you can find even the abandonment of the usfl united states football league team names and logos you know apparel and all that stuff it's all there you can find when back in 2011 the usfl enterprise kind of took ownership of the names after being abandoned for like 10 years because i think they they were let go in like 99 So you can see that you look further back, you can see the abandonment, you can see the original registrations and everything as well. The evidence is literally right there in front of everyone. It's it's not really hard to find. And, you know, it, it it's clear that this is just a, it's a money scheme. It's a money scheme at this point, And it's a pretty silly one at that. I don't really know what the real USFL LLC really thinks they have to stand on now at this point, because they kind of just look like fools. Like, yeah, they're former owners of the league, but that's about all you are. And I mean, 
and the US, the, the new USFL and Fox Sports themselves called them a shell corporation, literally just put together at the last minute to try and get money from Fox Sports and, and you know, anyone else related to the USFL's, you know, reconstruction and new iteration. Um, there is an interesting little tidbit, though, that came towards the end of the statement, and I thought this was worth bringing up and mentioning. There was a loss that the USFL, the new USFL, was willing to recognize with an asterisk next to it, but they were willing to recognize that there was only an apparel loss, so apparel revenue loss, that they could have claimed any sort of issue with, and they stated that it really only amounts to a few thousand dollars, and even despite that fact, it goes against and violates the trademarking rights that the Spring League already has of the team names and logos and everything. So realistically speaking, yeah, they've been making money off of these team names and logos for however many years now, but the these have been re-trademarked since 2011. So any money that they've been making up until this point from 2011 to now, realistically, they shouldn't even have been making. So Fox Sports and company and, you know, the USFL enterprise could literally just turn around and counter sue them for all the money they made. It, it seems like this this whole ownership group did not really think this entire thing through. And I would really like to know where they got their legal advice going into this because it, it's it, it really makes no sense. They, they finished off by stating that essentially the real damages, if you want to talk about damages and who's going to ultimately be affected by this league and it's, you know, and it's, it's rebrand and an official restart and reboot, if you will, it's going to be the people that are involved in the new league. It's really not going to be the ownership. Like I said, they're, they're going to lose maybe a few thousand dollars of apparel revenue that realistically since 2011, they shouldn't even have been collecting money on in the first place because the, the, the names and everything had been retrademarked and apparently they just didn't know about it i guess but i'm not sure how you don't know about name and logo trademarkings of something you're using i feel like that's something you would want to stay on top of if you're selling stuff with those names and logos on them i don't i don't know again i don't know where they got their legal advice but it's it's blowing me away the more that comes out with this um but yeah players coaches the cities the vendors the broadcasting partners and all the people that are involved on bringing this new league if anyone's going to deal with damages and and result with loss it's going to be these people because They've been playing this, what, for a handful of years now? I mean, they've had these trademarks since 2011. It's obviously something that they've been putting together for quite some time. And, I mean, if you think about the amount of money that has been invested by, like, the city of Birmingham and the fact that they're going to be hosting the entire league this season, if you didn't know, all these teams, yeah, they're from different cities, but... They don't have official stadiums yet. I think it, it really just boiled down to maybe waiting a year or two to see before we actually send these teams off into their own cities to play. And it's honestly a pretty smart move at that one singular location where all the games are going to be played. Birmingham will obviously benefit from this. It'll be a huge thing for the city to host. But I mean, if you take that away, you take away everyone that's planning on being a vendor for these events and anyone that's sponsoring the events. I mean, talk about a waste of money and you're, you're looking at probably millions of dollars lost. So I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, these owners might be losing a few thousand dollars, but just think about the amount of money that the USFL and everyone involved would actually lose if this whole season was to be put on hold because of some prime, preliminary injunction that they're trying to push through here. Ultimately, I don't really think that there's much to it at this point. The real USFL LLC is kind of, it, they're treading water at best and I don't really see anything going in their favor. They won a lawsuit against the NFL in like an antitrust lawsuit a handful way, way back. I want to say like 20 years ago where they were awarded $3 by the courts. If you're going to get anything, 
you might just get that $3 check again at best. But that's just what I think. Let me know what you think in the comment section down below. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And let me know, are you excited for the USFL and kickoff? It is very, very soon. I believe it's either the 16th or the 18th. I don't have the date written right here for me, but I know it's one of those two days. It's, it's a Saturday in April, and I want to say it's the 16th, but for some reason, I think it's the 18th. But I believe the 16th is kickoff, if I'm not mistaken. Are you guys excited? Who are you rooting for? Let me know in the comments. I appreciate y'all for watching. I'll see you guys next time whenever there's any more USFL updates to share with you all.